0: Welcome to journeywithjesus.net, a weekly webzine for the global church. I'm Daniel B. Clendenin. Our essay this week is called Lifting Up the Lonely. It's based upon the lectionary readings for Sunday, December 24, 2017, the fourth Sunday in Advent. As you probably know, over the four weeks of Advent, we've been featuring writing by the inmates of the Santa Clara County Jail, Captain Liz Milner, who has previously written for Journey with Jesus, works with both men and women inmates there. And over the past month, she and other volunteers have worked with the inmates in writing workshops to reflect on the themes of hope, waiting, and freedom. These are all issues that the inmates have a lot to say about and a lot to teach us about. As Mary sings in the Magnificat for this week, he has lifted up the lowly. This Advent, we lift their words up to you to illuminate and reflect on this beautiful season. From this week's lectionary, Luke chapter 1, 51 to 53. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and sent the rich away empty. First a few reflections by Liz. Over the last three weeks we've looked at the Advent themes of hope, waiting, and freedom from the perspective of incarcerated inmates. My experience of these men and women is that they possess deep wisdom and perspective that speak prophetically to those of us whose lives are relatively comfortable. Jesus' own teachings seem to indicate that this will be the case. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And again, many who are first will be last, and the last shall be first. Even Paul seems to agree, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world To shame the strong. All this was prophesied by Mary in her song of praise to God as she bore the coming Christ within her. He has lifted up the lowly. As we come to this fourth week of Advent in Christmas Eve, I lift up to you some final words from the inmates, remembering that our Lord and Savior chose to enter this world as one of the lowly, whom many disregarded. Wrongly assuming that he had nothing to offer. The first poem is by E. It's called The Light in the Mirror. When I look into the mirror, I see brokenness. I see dark spots. Nothing looks clear. It is so heavy. It is so dark. Even myself, I cannot see behind. It is really painful it's not who I am. I don't see the goodness. I don't see the happiness. The happy I was. Today I desire to change my life. I go back to the mirror to see one more time. I saw a tiny light behind all the dark. The tiny light was writing on the mirror. You have one more chance. What are you waiting for? Try one more time. Don't look at the past, because I am ready to shine through you the rest of your life. Thank you, my Lord, Jesu Christo. The next poem is only one line. It's by O. If I lie to myself, who can I trust? And then E. Lord, keep looking at me with your loving eyes. When I feel your presence, I feel free. And then by A, I feel like screaming, yelling, crying, banging. And I know God is there. He knows how I feel. I feel he is opening his arms with love and peace and then by D I want to be free from pain I want to be free from loneliness I want to be free to run I want to be free to love I want to be free to cry I want to be free to live and then finally a one-liner by J joy is thanking God I'm alive. In a few concluding remarks by Liz, including the picture for this week that I encourage you to see on our website. As we move towards celebrating the birth of Christ, remembering his loneliness and his promise to lift up the lowly, what parts of you feel most lowly today? What needs lifting up in you. Maybe some issue or part of you that you simply can't fix for yourself, no matter how hard you try. One gift the inmates give us is their humility in acknowledging their powerlessness and their need for God. I pray that will be a reality for you in a gift you receive from the newborn king. The picture this week was drawn by a woman named M, who has been through much trauma and suffering. I asked her to represent the themes of Advent hope, waiting, and freedom, and how it feels when Jesus comes to us. She chose a representation of Jesus lifting up Peter as he sank beneath the waves when he took his eyes off Jesus. She described how she sometimes felt like Peter, a somewhat outspoken man who no one imagined would become one of Jesus' most famous followers. She spoke about how she feels she is sinking sometimes, especially when she takes her eyes off God onto what is going on around her, and how the outstretched hand of Jesus is always there to lift her up. In the theme of this week, to lift up the lonely. Poetry from Prison, thanks to Chaplain Liz Milner at the Santa Clara County Jail. For books this week, I review a title by Alec Ryrie. It's called Protestants, The Faith That Made the Modern World. New York, Viking, 2017. This book is 513 pages long. The year 2017 saw a flood of books to commemorate the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. Alec Ryrie, a professor at Durham University in England and a licensed minister in his local church, widens his lens to consider what it is that Martin Luther unleashed upon the entire world when he nailed his 95 Theses to the church door at Wittenberg. By any measure, it's shocking to contemplate. How was it that a young monk at a new university in an obscure little town lit the fuse and touched such a nerve as to convulse all of Europe and, eventually, the whole world? Ryrie has a gift for sparkling prose and a bibliographic command of his sources that enable him to write with grace and confidence, He clearly admires the Protestant tradition, but he's not uncritical. Protestantism, says Ryrie, has been one of the most creative and disruptive forces in human history. It's impossible to understand our modern world without understanding it, how we think about ourselves, society, and of course how we think about God. In his view, the particular legacy of Protestantism is threefold. Free inquiry by the individual person, whose conscience is inviolable and sovereign. Number two, democracy as a way to organize society, all those free inquirers questioning every human authority and tradition. And then three, what he calls apoliticism, the belief that only God is absolute and deserving of unconditional obedience, so that politics are relative and deserving only of conditional support. Stated differently, the spiritual kingdom of God ultimately matters more than the material kingdoms of the politicians. Rowery begins with Luther and, in a sweeping panorama, ends with the fortunes of Protestantism in South Africa the two Koreas, China, and global Pentecostalism, which he calls the most dramatic religious success story of modern times. I especially appreciated the respect he gives to groups that are routinely ignored, like the Seventh-day Adventists and Jehovah's Witnesses, two of the very few Christian groups in World War II to openly defy the Nazi state. His treatments of slavery and anti-Semitism are unsparing but nuanced. For Ryrie, Protestantism isn't so much about theological identity, culture, institutions, or doctrines, but instead what he calls that old love affair, a direct encounter with God's power, whether as lived experience, a memory, or a hope. It's really a wonderful book, Alec Ryrie, Protestants, The Faith That Made the Modern World, 2017. For Movies This Week, I review a title called One of Us, 2017. This documentary film made by Netflix tells the stories of three Hasidic Jews in Brooklyn who did the nearly impossible they left their separatist religious community. I watched it after viewing another film about Hasidic Jews in Brooklyn called Manash. The directors of this film, Heidi Ewing and Rachel Grady, also did the provocative film Jesus Camp in 2016. The movie opens with Eddie, who has a protective order against her abusive husband and who has joined the support group called Footsteps for ex-Hasidic members. She's fighting a custody battle for her seven kids. Then there's Ari, who describes getting yelled at for asking questions, his complete ignorance about anything non-Hasidic, and how shocked he was to discover the Internet. A young man named Lutzer lives out of an RV in Los Angeles. He hasn't spoken to his parents in seven years. What becomes clear is how the Hasidic community controls absolutely every single aspect of a person's life, making it nearly impossible to leave and still survive. The price of freedom for these three people is very high indeed. No wonder Eddie describes herself as quote-unquote terrified. Regardless of the particular religion, these are familiar and deeply disturbing themes about the impulse to control and abuse other people, all in the name of God. Three Hasidic Jews in Brooklyn. The name of the movie, once again, One of Us. I watched this documentary film on Netflix. And finally, for the fourth Sunday in Advent, one of my favorite poems by the British woman poet U. A. Fanthorpe, who was born in 1929. It's called B.C. colon A.D. This was the moment when before turned into after, and the future's uninvented timekeepers presented arms. This was the moment when nothing happened. Only dull peace sprawled boringly over the earth. This was the moment when even energetic Romans could find nothing better to do than counting heads in remote provinces. And this was the moment when a few farm workers and three members of an obscure Persian sect walked haphazard by starlight straight into the kingdom of heaven. U. A. Fanthorpe, B. C. A. D. Just one of the poems in our poetry archive that also contains poems for Advent. Thanks for joining us with journeywithjesus.com. For Sunday, December 24th, 2017, the fourth Sunday in Advent, and, of course, Christmas Eve, Here at Journey with Jesus, we wish you all a blessed Christmas.